This episode, like all of our episodes, is brought to you by our beloved Patreon donors. This week, we want to thank Anne, Annalise, and Jasmine. And an extra special thanks this week to Daria. Daria is the feeling that you get when you correctly identify the song title and artist without using Shazam. Okay, so I'm working on a theory. Mm, Yes, hit me. There is a stereotype about people with ADHD Mm. being really, really bad with money. Um, One of the questions that I've been asked as part of diagnostic criteria is like, are you an impulsive spender? Do you struggle Mm. sticking to a budget? Things like that. I'm working on a theory that actually people with ADHD can be amazingly good with money. And as proof of this, last time you and I were at a personal finance conference, we had a nice chat with Mr. Money Mustache. We sure did. He mentioned he's got ADHD. (gasps) Now, Mm. we also have a best gal pal and industry mentor in Mr. J.D. Roth. Mr. J.D. Roth. Also has ADHD. (gasps) J'accuse. Our our actual gal gal pal, Paula Pant. (laughs) She did not mention specifically that she has ADHD or that she's been diagnosed with ADHD, but she did tell us that she had to run back to the hotel because she only shaved one leg in the shower. This is and true. And she was about to get on stage with only one leg shaven. And the I other think one that not. is a full like if if yeah. if you were like borderline in an interview with like a diagnostic professional and then you pulled up your pant legs and showed one leg shaved and the other leg unshaved, they would be like. Here you go, ma'am. Here's your certificate of ADHD. Yes. <laughs> so I, I would really love to like, mm. this is something I would love to write about more in the future as someone with ADHD, how neuroatypical folk such as mm. myself and yourself as well, um, sure. how we often, I think, are unfairly typed based on Mm. our psychiatric diagnoses as um, being inherently untrustworthy with money when in fact if properly motivated and encouraged lordy Mm -hmm. we're good at this shit y'all can be single-minded on that i think we need to erase the stereotype in general that adhd is a seven-year-old boy running around screaming uh, while some beleaguered babysitter, parent, or teacher is like, please just sit down for five minutes, Johnny. But they're so annoying that it makes them so easy to diagnose. I oh, mean... Whereas the the habitual daydreaming girl who's at the back mm-hmm. of the class and who gets straight A's because learning actually interests her, uh, yeah, no, we can't diagnose her. She's She's good. She's great. She's got to wait till she's 35 to have a full fucking meltdown. <laughs> like the rest of us. I worked hard to get to this point. Are you projecting some personal experience? How dare you <laughs> seek a diagnosis at an appropriate age? Who do you think you are? When you need some dough, you don't know where to go in this patriarchal capitalist hellscape. Well, here's the sitch. We're gonna help you, sis, because bitches get a riches. Bitches! So can you? This has been the Kitty and Piggy Breakdown Neuroatypical Stigma 
comedy hour <laughs> Pod- podcast and media empire and the anyway pod- i'm kitty and, and i'm piggy <laughs> we are the bitches and bitches get riches and we are exhausted frankly and we are here to nap as much as humanly possible but our time on this planet is limited so let's get started all right so today's letter comes to me from my very lovely friend jared um hey jared, jared? i know you're no, not Jareth the Goblin King, Jared oh. the Assistant Brewer. <laughs> I was really um, hoping for some kind of question about like goblin taxation structures, but fine. Head us a stupid Jared's question. Um, Jareth the Goblin King does not concern himself with petty, pre- petty trifles such as taxation. Um, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm touching balls. You're touching balls. That's You're, what I'm you, doing here. You Continue on. Read your letter balls? while I touch my balls. <laughs> Sir, we can't get the cod beast any bigger. Um, okay. <clears throat> Jared, not Jareth, says, how do I save for retirement without a 401k? Whenever people talk about saving for retirement, they mention 401ks and pensions. But I don't have any of that. I work in the service industry and I have an IRA. I want to know how to prioritize and plan for retirement without that big fancy 401k. I feel like this is pertinent to a lot of people because uh, we are people are more and more gravitating towards employment that does not come with retirement benefits. So oh this yeah, is, this I love bless his heart when he mentioned pensions. I was like, who the fuck has a pension anymore? Uh, unless you're a in a union, who's a firefighter. <laughs> unless yeah. you're in a union, you don't yeah. have a fucking pension. Yeah, we don't, don't have do, a fucking pension. We don't give those out anymore. Exactly. No, my firefighter um, friend has has a pension, and he's the only pension. Oh, and my parents who were in the the army like they are the only pension havers I that's know. the ultimate that, that's the ultimate union yeah you get that, that government money that yeah. sweet mm-hmm. sweet that military sweet. budget can't mm-hmm. cut that it's got to mm-hmm. double every year mm, yeah except you know what happens all of the uh, budget extensions for the military go into uh predator drones and stuff and meanwhile veterans well, we are can't take care stamps. of people who were injured by burn pits god <sighs> what do you think this is fucking charity okay, we are off topic already, and love my it. blood is boiling. So I let's love this get, for us. Okay. Let's get to it. So okay. Right. So Jared Jared asks about uh, saving for retirement without a four hundred and one k or a pension, and he does mention he has an IRA. So let's let's start by talking about IRAs and how they're a good idea for everyone. There's a kind of a an easy thing to misconstrue when you're hmm. talking about saving for retirement, which is that I will only when I retire. The only source of money I will have in in my golden years um, will be uh, if it's in a retirement account. And that, and that is, is false. not true. Correct. What a retirement account, a dedicated retirement account, basically the only thing that's special about it is that it's mm-hmm. tax advantaged. Um, exactly. Meaning that, that you pay less in taxes if you use it in the way that it is intended to be used. Um, so if you pull that money out early when you're in your, say, 40s, um, you're not going to get the tax advantaged account. Um, but if you use it when you are in your 70s, then you're good. The only thing special about a 401k, a pension and the various IRAs is that they are tax advantaged. Um, and that's a nice, fancy way of being like you can lessen the amount of money you have to pay uh, to collect those retirement benefits. You can have uh, a 
Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, or a SEP IRA, which stands What's for... The fuck's a SEP IRA? A I actually SEP do IRA. not know this. Yeah, no. I, I, I am here to educate you. Uh, you're watching it in real It's time, so people. nice to be able um, to, like, whenever I don't know something, turn to you. And there's a solid... <laughs> 65% chance that you know what it is. I mean, listen, of the two of us, I am, uh, I was going to say the nerdier, but I'm like, no, that's really, no, I just, I just tend to remember things that I read. Um, <laughs> I cannot remember yeah. what I ate for breakfast and I cannot remember to eat breakfast. So please continue. Okay, great. We're perfect. Okay. So a SEP IRA stands for a Simplified Employee Pension Plan IRA. And it's an easy way to administer a retirement plan if you are self-employed, if you own a business, or you employ others. So a lot of folks who work in the gig economy or the service industry or anything like that, it's recommended that they get a SEP IRA. Um, and it's tax advantaged, uh, in the, similar to a Roth IRA or traditional IRA. Um, the important thing to remember, though, is that you have to fill it with earned income. Um, so you do have to report that money to the IRS or whatever. Um, uh, gotcha. yeah. So you can't you can't be secret tip boy. Um, you, you can't be secret tip boy. No, if you okay, if gotcha. you are secretly uh, squirreling away your tips, um, this is not a good place to keep, keep them. Oh, which is um, smart. Uh, keep doing that, but use it to buy your groceries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, I'm going to give a shout out to our girl Barbara at Tipped Finance. Um, if you do work in a tipped industry, like you should be following her. Um, IRAs, there's a yearly limit on how much you can contribute. And honestly, it's not that much. No, it's um, 6000 a year. Yeah, which is like, okay, if you save six grand a year, um, I hope for a future with... <laughs> Much deflation, I guess. Like, I don't know how far that's going to go when houses are all like four fucking million dollars. Um, mm -hmm. So I think for someone like Jared, um, that the best way to think about it is any way that you grow wealth, especially if you're on the younger side, if you're in, say, like younger than maybe 40, 50, mm -hmm. um, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to grow wealth, period. Uh -huh. There may be uh -huh. better ways um, than, you know, obviously, if you can hit that goal of six grand, six and a half grand, whatever it is, if you can hit that goal, that's great. And do that every year. It's it's a, a great starting point, but it is not going to get you to a nest egg that you could retire on. Right. <laughs> unless you're extraordinarily lucky and frugal. If you're not there, hey, it's okay. Anything that you can do to help yourself grow wealth is going to ultimately make you more prepared to retire. Yeah. We have an article called "How to Save Your Re How to Save for Retirement If You You Make Less Than Thirty Thousand Dollars a Year." Um, that's a great uh, guide. Please go check that out, pal, Jared. Um, but you can read the it at kind of getriches .com. <laughs> and subscribe to our Patreon and check out our Etsy shop. <laughs> um, so definitely go check that out. Um, but also. Um, think about it this way. If you retire with an IRA that only has $100,000 in it, and that's your only source of like sort of a tax advantage retirement income, but you live in a house that you own outright, you have no other debts, um, and you have a staple source of um, health insurance, um, then you're actually in a much better position yeah. than how you may appear to be on paper. Um, yeah. Whereas there are plenty of people who have like huge 401ks because they've diligently 
you know, worked white collar jobs that offered them and they have put in 10% of their income year over year or even more. Um, but they have a ton of student loan debt from mm-hmm. sending their kids to college. They have a second mortgage out on their home and they they may appear to be better on paper, but they're actually less prepared to retire than exactly. you might be. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think you touch on one of the more, most important uh, preparations for retirement that anyone can do, which is to minimize your uh, after retirement expenses. Um, if you go into retirement in debt, if you go into retirement with a mortgage and with a very <laughs> high cost lifestyle, like you're mathematically speaking going to need to have more money with which mm-hmm. to to pay for that lifestyle. Whereas if you go into retirement debt-free, owning your home outright without a mortgage um, and having a uh, frugal but enjoyable lifestyle, like you'll need less money in retirement. Yeah. And you'll look at, around at people who have 401ks that they're burning through and you might be like, well, they had that tax advantage, but I have the advantage of having lessened my expenses to the point where I'm I'm living pretty high and mighty on my IRA and Social Security. Yeah. Um, ooh, which is something we should talk about. Oh, hey there. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I got I to gotta call you on the okay. phone. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, hey there. Oh, hi. You know, I was just over here at my nephew's hacky game and he was telling oh. me about acorns. Do you oh, know about this? Don't you know? Yeah, my nephew was telling me down at the rec center on the Friday night while they were playing the hacky. Sorry, With your hacky? Thomas. He hacky. plays hack that uh, acorns is micro-investing for newbie investors up in That's that stock right. market. Yeah, what I heard is that it's great for beginning investors and anybody was oh, having sure, a hard time yeah. saving because it's oh. automatic and totally effortless. Oh, oh Joe, no. I'm going to... Hold on, back back to Wisconsin. Back Sorry. To Wisconsin. Oh, let me just squeeze by you here and just oh, explain oh. to you how this oh, investing sure, yeah. app works. All oh, right, so sure, acorns. Yeah. Acorns. Every time you make a purchase with acorns, they're going to go ahead and round it up to the nearest oh, dollar. Okay. okay. And they're going to yeah, save sure. that difference for you. And not only that, guess what? They're oh, going to okay, invest yeah. it for you. Oh, sure. Oh, you know yeah. what? I'm going to have to drop this call because I'm about to go inside the Piggly Wiggly and you know oh, they ain't no. got no reception. Go ahead and click that link on the show notes. Okay, it's too sure, long yeah. to read out loud because they didn't give us a vanity URL. Oh, sure oh my goodness. Gosh, darn it. No. Oh, oh, they I'm sure sorry didn't. to swear. Oh, my. Oh, my chestnuts. That's why we need to start investing with acorns today before I completely lose my regionally accent. <laughs> Oh my god. We rarely we never talk, talk about social security. About social security oh uh, just because our core audience is pretty young and that tends to be something that only comes up rather late in life. You should never approach retirement plans by saying, "I know that social security is a thing and therefore I'm not going to save a retirement in any other way." No. That is not how our how the world works. That is not how inflation works. That is not how any of this works. You will receive Social Security, if you have worked and earned a, earned a paycheck, worked and earned a paycheck legally in the United States, you will receive Social Security. The amount will vary by how many years you worked and what your income was for those years. Um, but I think everyone should really look at Social Security as a nice little little icing on the top of the other preparations they've made for retirement. Yeah. Yeah, not um, something to count on as like, oh, the government will send me a check as soon as I turn 65 and one half years old. Like, no, like, no, um, don't count on it. Um, no, it's and more like, ah, oh, the government has sent be me 
my grocery bill for the month. Like yeah. that's that is what it is. It's it's not going to cover all of your living expenses. It's not going to be everything you need. I think the maximum amount anyone can receive uh, in a monthly social security check is four thousand one hundred forty seven dollars. So like, well, that's, I would like that. How yeah, do I get but, that? Do I have to have you, like eighteen children? Here's how you get it. Uh, okay. You work. <laughs> Um, at a salary of one hundred forty-seven thousand uh, dollars a year for thirty-five. Who are years you or more. that you just know this shit? Good God! <laughs> um, I've been editing a lot of social security content for my day job recently. Wow. My point being, don't expect that you're going to get a four thousand dollar check. You're probably going to get like a twelve hundred dollar check, six hundred. So yeah, like a eight hundred dollars, yeah. six hundred dollar social security check. So it it's not going to be a lot. So. It's nice to have, but in my opinion, it's almost not worth planning for. Have your IRA, and then, like Kitty said, you should be building wealth in other ways. You should be, you know, focusing on having just a regular old brokerage account that you can tap into um, in your in your dotage, um, Mm -hmm. as well as you know, lessening your debt, uh, accruing assets that will um, increase in value, like a home, not like a car. And stuff like that. Yeah, I really like that. And I, I think in general, um, a lot of younger folks, mm-hmm. I think, um, possibly over-prioritize saving yeah. for retirement. This is a generalization, but it's like the one thing that I think people are semi-consistently told to do. Like you have yeah. to be saving for retirement. You have to be setting aside money for your retirement. And so as, as soon as, you know, you sign up for a job or you're filing your taxes and they say, do you want to open an IRA or do you do you want to invest in your 401k? You're kind of like, oh, what? Yeah, no. dad said I should. So I guess okay. I will. Um, but again, like it is only tax advantaged. I think it's pretty wise to max out um, company matching when they do um, yep. off, when you do have a 401k and your company can kick you back some of that money that's great as free money. money get that mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. overall I would rather be in a position where I was say 10 years into my life as an investor and I had a hundred thousand dollars socked away in an accessible format um, mm-hmm. like a general brokerage account versus $100,000 in a retirement account, because there are ways you can pull from your retirement account. There are certain very niche things that you can do that you won't get hit with a tax penalty to kind of borrow from your future self. But in general, it's just not a good idea. It doesn't give you a ton of flexibility. So if you are behind, behind big bunny ears (laughs) um, in your retirement saving don't lose hope you're like there might be other things that you have prioritized like an education or or buying a home or or whatever that that will put you in ultimately a better position and i think that those tax advantaged accounts they have a lot of catch-up mechanisms so if our pal jared maybe now He's 20 or 25 or 30 or 35, and he he doesn't have a job that has a 401k. Well, guess what? Life is long. The average Life is long. The average person has over a dozen jobs throughout their lifetime. So the odds that you will one day find yourself in a position that does have, you know, 401ks or pensions 
pretty high. You might get mm-hmm. there and you have a lot of time to find that out and you can always play catch up. There's a ton of mechanics that allow you to invest more to play catch up because they know from experience that people don't always prioritize that early yeah. spending um, or, or that early saving. So there are a lot of them. I think as time marches on, we'll probably we're likely to see more of them even yes. in the future. So like number one, I think, is do not stress. Reduce debt, build wealth, lead a good life, minimize your expenses in retirement, and save what you can in that IRA, which is not a ton, but it's a starting yeah. point. And I also want to specify, like, when we say save in an IRA or, you know, build wealth in a brokerage account, we don't just mean, like, putting money in there and letting it sit and gather dust. We oh, mean yeah. fucking invest it. Um, yeah. So this, like... Don't do what don't make my mistake. Um, We have an article all about allocations. Again, if you go to bitchesgetriches.com, you can read our article on what to do with the money in your investment accounts. But basically, you can't just stick it in there. You got to give it a job. And you do that by choosing uh, investments within that fund. So for people, this is a two step process. I cannot prioritize enough. Two step process. One, you put the money in. Number two, you tell the money what to do. Yes, exactly. Um, and for most people, the answer there is low cost index funds. Um, and again, we have articles on this, but you know, get your money in an investment account, allocate it towards an index fund and you'll be fine. It will build wealth. It will build compound interest according to the stock market. And it's going to be great. It's you, you can pull it out in retirement and you'll have to pay some taxes on that because that's how that works. But you'll have way more in that account than if you had just stuck it in a savings account. And that's, that's great news. Yeah. So yeah. Ugh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, are you good with that? I am good with that. Listeners, if you want us to answer your question, go to BitchesGetRiches.com and click Ask the Bitches. After all, this podcast is listener-supported. We are committed to never, ever putting our best content behind a paywall, only our worst content. So if you like what we do and you want us to keep doing it, you can support the podcast by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash bitchesgetriches. And if you need even more bitches in your life, and who could blame you, you can read our articles or follow us on social media at bitchesgetriches.com. Hey, is there anything else they should know? Yes, this is important content that is directly related to personal finance, early to mid-career development, and or adulting skills. The three best Predator movies are as follows. Number three, Predator 1987, a classic for a reason. Number two, Predators 2010, starring Adrian Brody. Do not knock it until you have tried it. One of my favorite openings to a film ever, cold open with Adrian Brody, waking up mid-parachute drop in the sky, wondering where the fuck he is and how the fuck he got there, and it's great, and he looks very respectable while shirtless. Oh, that's Finally, um, this year's Prey. Excellent. Possibly by now already solidified as a conventional answer. However, it is the correct one. I want the best for all of our readers and listeners. Y'all gotta go watch Prey. Good to know. Bitches Bitches out. out!